to be dedicated to your praise. Lord, I freely give to you every moment of my days. Take my hands to show your love for the broken and the lost. Guide my feet to follow Christ in the shadow of the cross. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my King. Take my lips and
Bore da, croeso cynnes i'n oedfan i ar yr ail sîl yn y grawys. Good morning and a very warm welcome to our service for the second Sunday of Lent in the parish of Caslwchwr and Gosainen. It's so good to have you with us as we journey through Lent into Holy Week and Easter. And at the moment we're travelling through a series looking at the I Am sayings of Jesus. Today, Liz Williams, our licensed lay minister, will focus on Jesus' saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. I hope that you're encouraged and blessed as you join us this morning. As we begin to worship together, let me pray for us the prayer for today, the second Sunday of Lent. Almighty God, you show to those who are in error the light of your truth, that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant that all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion may reject those things that are contrary to their baptism and follow the ways of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Spirit be all honour and glory, now and forever. Amen. So together let's worship. from John chapter 15. 
I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you, now, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this so that, you may, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his own life, lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his, ma- his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I have learned from my f- father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
are the vine, we are the branches. Keep us abiding in you. And we'll go in your love and we'll go in your name that the world will surely know that you have power to heal and to save. You are the vine, we are the branches. Keep us abiding in you. Our text today are verses from the passage from St. John's Gospel. And they've got three primary messages. Pruning, fruit bearing and also abiding. I was interested to see that the text refers to pruning the vine from the first. Verse 2 mentions that every branch that doesn't bear fruit is taken away. Jesus says, God, the gardener, prunes the branches that bear fruit to make it bear more fruit. Vines left to themselves would sprawl out all over the place and produce huge canopies of shoots and leaves and branches. And unless the canopy is controlled, the vine won't bear much fruit. Pruning seems counterintuitive because all those leaves suggest that you've got a very healthy plant. In fact, it may be all show and no tell. My first encounter with, pr with pruning was as a very little girl with my first patch of garden. I was given a peace rose bush. It was healthy and it had one or two lovely flowers. And come the autumn, my grandfather, who was a brilliant gardener, pruned it to about six inches from the ground. I was absolutely horrified. My lovely rose was ruined, or so I thought. However, the next year, the bush grew bigger and had lovely scented blooms. Hence, I'm now an avid pruner myself. I learned a valuable gardening lesson. Pruning is not a punishment, but it makes the plant even more fruitful. Pruning sounds destructive, but it is, in fact, creative. God prunes our lives to shape us into the image of Jesus Christ. Sometimes the pruning involves removing sin from our lives, and sometimes it's painful. But over time, God is changing us to look more like Jesus. The verses we've heard from the passage show that Jesus is afraid that the disciples might face this problem, all show and no tell. He wasn't interested in showy disciples any more than he is in showy churches today. In nature, the tree's fruits feed the hunger of mankind. No tree consumes its own fruits. It drops them for those who come to gather them. This suggests we should not be selfish in our fruit bearing. We should not see the nurture of our own characters merely for our own sakes. Our aims should be to provide something in our own lives that feeds others and blesses the world. All about us are hungry hearts. There are those who crave sympathy and love and those who yearn for comfort and those who desire to be saved. We should live in a way that our lives provide fruit to feed them. What Jesus is interested in is fruit. But what is the fruit? Is it the bearing of fruit that means leading others to Christ? It's a worthy task, but the text does not 
actually seem to point to this. Dr. Mickey Anders, a theologian, has come up with some ideas that may help us understand it better. And he quotes from St. Paul's Galatians 5, uh, verse 22, which lists that the fruits of the Spirit, as Paul says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace and patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today's reading is followed on by Jesus saying, this is my commandment, that you love one another even as I have loved you. Reading the rest of the paragraph, we find it's about abiding in love, the kind of love that Jesus showed us. It seems that Jesus is saying once again that we should emulate the character of Jesus and especially his life. The Christian life is about entering into a relationship with that which is the Christian tradition and that's where it points. It may be said as being spoken of as God, the risen living Christ or the Spirit. A Christian is one who lives out his or her relationship with God within the framework. The real measure of our tradition is a relationship that involves a journey of transformation. The biblical image of a vine conveys a deep sense of connectedness of our own lives. The real measure of our lives is not so much that we believe, but to whom we are connected. The better we are connected, the more we are transformed. Once the vine grower has done their job, all the branches have to do in order to bear fruit is to stay connected to the vine. Jesus is the vine, God the Father is the vine grower, and the true believers are the branches. Jesus wanted us to know that the branches, that as branches we are alive and that we can grow only if we are connected to him, the true vine. If we are cut off from Jesus, we wither and die. We're no good for anything just to be cut off. As long as we are connected to Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit can run into us and keep us alive and thriving. Lord of the one true vine, in you we live and move and have our being. Amen.
let us humble ourselves before holy God as we approach his throne of grace, mercy and compassion. Let us revere ourselves to pray in Jesus' name. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you love us and care so deeply for us like your prodigal children. We thank you for our Lord Jesus and for the unique privilege to approach you at any time. Lord, we give you praise, we give you thanks, and we glorify you. Please remove from us the spirit of stupor and open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to be enlightened to the hope you've called us. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for boldness, courage, patience and endurance during this wilderness season of COVID. We pray you will not let fear attack our minds and with faith and confidence in you, Lord, we will inherit your promises. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit who comforts and enables us to, fulf to fulfill whatever tasks you have prepared for us to do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of technology. We look to you to give us the wisdom, as the wisdom of the world is not enough, to use it wisely, to reach out to the nations, and to stir up and revive and restore your world. Lord, we understand that making decisions is not an easy task, but we pray that all, are, all who are in authority, in government, in churches, in places of education, in welfare departments, in science, and in our communities, and throughout the world, that they will acknowledge the need for repentance and salvation of mankind, and the building up of your kingdom, to make a right judgment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray you be in our homes to strengthen families and relationships with one another. Please give discernment daily so that by your grace, all will be able to fulfill their responsibility with love. Lord, we trust in your word to teach a child the way he should go, that he will not depart from it when he's older. Loving Lord, we thank you for the gift of free will. Help us to choose wisely and not harden our hearts to your promises and teachings. Help us to evaluate our time wisely, as it's so easy to listen to the voice of the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our local clergy the Reverend Adrian, Reverend Andrew, and Reverend Glynn, and all those called daily to shepherd us. We give you thanks for our archbishops and bishops, our priests and deacons, and all leaders to be bold and courageous to pasture their flocks. We pray for all those who are persecuted for choosing you and not choosing to please man. Help them to be a people that will be strong and empowered to remain in your fold. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great and awesome God, creator of this magnificent world, reflect on it and wonder how great you are. And during this time of reflecting, 
We think of our worldly ways and the idols in our lives and the seasons you have given us. Help us to utilise this season of Lent in a positive way, deepening our knowledge of scripture and to pause in our busyness to realise how much you love and care for us, that you gave up your royalty to come and live amongst us, to teach us how to live. Lord, in our zeal to please one another, we contend with strange ways of living and fall away. Our children are not educated by us, but by, by the world. How will they know your hope and love? That you will never leave them or abandon them. Give us the grace we need not to fail you, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we just love you and give you praise and thanks for all those working on the front line, for your courageous volunteers and ambassadors who work in the emergency services in care work, the scientists who work continuously to make your world a safe place. We thank you for the wisdom of King James, King David, the prophets, the apostles, the saints, and our queen, and their legacy in daily nurturing a thirsty world. Thank you for your chosen nation, the Jews of Israel. As your word says, salvation is of the Jews. Thank you for each other's gifts. We pray we will constantly be stirred up and renewed in spirit and strength to faithfully serve you in ways seen and unseen. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal and everlasting God, the God of mercy and compassion, favour us with finances and workers for the mission and vision of your church. Thank you for our church family and the encouragement you give to one another. Lord, we appreciate the encouragement we give to one another. Lord, we appreciate the work of church wardens, Mother's Union, PCC members and volunteers for keeping our churches COVID-free. We pray for our congregations, especially those who are unwell. We pray for our families, our friends and neighbours, for Prince Philip as he approaches his 100th birthday, for those living on the streets, especially children caught up in natural disasters, for widows and orphans, for persecuted families, for prisoners, for those who suffer alone, for lone parents, for the broken-hearted, the bereaved, for children living in desperate circumstances everywhere, for those contemplating suicide, for those who have lost jobs and businesses, for the refugees, for the rich and the poor, for the proud and the humble, for the anxious and the depressed, for the corrupt, for the displaced, those with hardened hearts, for divisions everywhere. We pray for our food banks and all those who work to build a foundation for your kingdom. Lord, stretch out your holy hands and lovingly embrace all under your wings for shelter, comfort, healing and restoration. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, let not one day roll into another without us, without us finding to spend time with you for our strength and renewal. 
Lord, be with us while we wait to be reunited in friendship, worship, and fellowship. Let us put on your helmet of salvation and your word as our breastplate for guidance and protection. Thank you, Lord, for the prayers you've answered and those waiting to be answered. Thank you, Lord, for our students, our volunteers, and our ambassadors, for the help seen and unseen that they do to build up your, your foundations and communities. They are such a source of hope to so many. We pray, Lord, you will constantly renew their spirit and strength to remain faithfully to this calling. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And finally, be our light in the dark, your presence in our loneliness, your strength in our weakness, our guide in our lostness. And may the Lord bless you and, keep and guide you. May the Lord guide you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favour and give you his peace. And may he give those departed lives everlasting light. Hear us, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate, to whom with thee and the Holy Spirit be all honour and glory, world without end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you so much once again for joining us today. As another week begins, let me remind you again of all the activities that we've got going on via Zoom during the week. You'll find all the details on our website. And if you'd like to join us, then please do get in touch. We'd love to have you worship with us throughout the week. Just a reminder again that we're journeying through the Bible Society's Bible course, looking at the big picture of how the scripture points together. And this week we're meeting again on Tuesday at seven o'clock. If you haven't yet joined us, you're still very welcome to do that. And we'd love to have you journey with us towards Holy Week and Easter. Also, remember that we're here for you throughout the week, offering as much spiritual and practical support as we can. If there's any particular support that you need, then please do be in touch with us. One of our wardens, Rob Samuel, is working hard overseeing a team of callers. And if you'd like to turn any isolation that you might be experiencing into connection, then know that you can connect with somebody on the telephone and have a chat on a regular basis. If you've not yet been uh, enjoying the opportunity of doing that, then please do get in touch and we'd love to set it up for you. But as another week begins, let me once again pray for God's blessing upon you, your families and all your loved ones and friends. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.